Sí, ahí le, le puede mandar un bombazo y empatarlo. Cuestión okay. de que al mar. Ok, now we're recording. Now. I see the, I see the live running. You yeah. see the live. Yes. Hello, everyone. And welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, bring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants herself, the most professional podcaster, and most importantly, the queen of soft style. Thank you so much for putting up with all those. I just have to do it. It's just kind of my thing. Um, as you can tell, I have guests this week on this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Uh, Alex, Gerardo, and Omar from Tripulka Wrestling Media are here joining me this week. I am so excited to have you guys here. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank no, you. thank you. Thank you for inviting us. This is, you know, honestly, this is like one of the our dreams come true, you know, you know, being part of your of your podcast, you know, and I'm talking seriously. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I so I'm just so excited uh to not be doing the show with Greg, who is my usual co-host. Uh he is my best friend, but that guy's really full of himself and so we just need a break. Uh you know, we all have friends like that. Um and you know The Tripulka Wrestling Media Group is very near and dear to my heart because uh, we got connected via social media because we're all Puerto Rican. And if you've never listened to my show or even heard me say anything out loud, you know that it's a very important part of who I am, how I act, everything. And so to be doing this podcast with some fellow Puerto Ricans is just a dream come true for me uh, because now I can be loud and nobody and no one will make fun of me. No <laughs> one will, will judge me for being so loud. Um, but this week we have just a, a, a good amount of topics. We are going to be reviewing AEW's Double or Nothing happening on May 30th. We're going to be going through the card and giving our predictions and also be talking a little bit about the new media deal that AEW um, just announced earlier today as mm -hmm. we're recording today. You're listening to this in a different time or in the future. Uh, so we're also going to be really predicting the future is what the theme of this week's show is. Um, but before we get to that, you know, we are going to be uh, talking a little bit about Tripulka Wrestling Media and how they got started. But before we even do that, well, I got to tell you a little bit about the chairshot.com. The hashtag Miranda show is a proud part of the chairshot.com and you can find wrestling news, media, entertainment, sports, sports and entertainment at the chairshot.com. And of course this podcast and many other podcasts and don't forget, well, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com and pick up your very own chairshot t-shirt. You can pick up a whole variety of Chairshot t-shirts, actually, including the official, unofficial t-shirt of Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling, Everybody Hates Greg, and the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chairshot. T-shirts start at $19.99, but if you pay a few extra dollars, you can order in soft style. And I highly recommend you treat yourself with a soft style T-shirt because it just means you're going to be more comfortable all day long. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. 
those are all, well, my initial plugs so far. We'll get into uh, other plugs much later on in the show. But gentlemen, again, thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. Before we jump into the AEW topics that we're going to be covering, I kind of want to do a mini interview with all of you and kind of talk more about the Fulka Wrestling Media. Uh, would you mind sharing a bit about what Trifulka Wrestling Media is all about? Yeah, but basically, this is a uh, three uh, guys that know each, know each other since we were kids. You know, we were neighbors in Old San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh, since you know, we have a, a this a friend family relationship for the past twenty five years, maybe. So basically, we've been fan of wrestling as well you know they always go to my house you know back in the days and watch all those uh wwf wwe pay-per-views and other sports basketball baseball you know you name it so basically you know we grow up <laughs> we have our own separate life and then one day you know you know i am been listening to podcasts for the past years i think the three of us you know different podcasts but you know we, we we know about podcasting for a long time so one day i said hey i want to do a sport sport uh, podcast you know not wrestling one but then i realized that you know in in the spanish podcasting and, and you know in, in the sports subject there's a lot of them but then the other passion that i have is wrestling that they have some but not as many at the you know regular sports so one day i call omar and say hey man what's, what's up long time and I say, do you want to do this? He said, what, the podcast? Said, yeah, let's do it. He said, yes, right away. And then I called Geraldo and said, you want to do a podcast? And he was thinking about doing a podcast as well. So basically, when I asked him, say, that was something that I have in my mind as well. And we ended up, you know, creating what beginning was called Trifulca Wrestling Podcast. And, you know, and, and if they're wondering what Trifulca means, Trifulca isn't another way of, you know, having, you know, you know, debates, you know, having different debates between between us, you know, like, having a, a, like a battle, like, a you know, so that that's the intention on, on of the name. So we've been doing this for the past, you know, two years. You know, our first episode was uh, the uh, WrestleMania pre-show of WrestleMania 35 pre-show. And then from that point on, we never stopped. Okay. So how did it evolve? You mentioned it started off as a podcast, but now it's a media group. You guys also uh, share news, interviews. How did it grow to be starting from a podcast to now, you know, much more into news and, and interviews? Hello. Uh, precisely how Alex was mentioning about the fact that uh, in Spanish, there's not a lot of actually uh, media that uh, speaks about wrestling. And uh, at first, uh, we were satisfied with just having the podcast, but then we uh, ended up saying, hey, why don't we start uh, actually uh, putting news we started uh, actually recording content for YouTube, like top tens and uh, bios and stuff like that. And then we were just brainstorming of the, pos the possibilities of doing other stuff. And we were like, oh, since we're doing other stuff, we can't be called a podcast anymore because we have other content plus. Our idea was to bring other uh, content creators into our our umbrella, like people. Right now, we have somebody from Panama, the Tommy Wrestling Show, 
Uh, he's uh, doing content under uh, the Trifulca Wrestling Media. So the concept is that too, to bring other content creators from Latin America and create content content under our uh, umbrella. So we thought, hey, we cannot call ourselves a podcast anymore because we're more than that. So I think that, uh, yeah, it's the, the concept has been growing. And yeah, uh, I think that, yeah, we made the decision of just changing the name to media mm -hmm. because we're so much more than a podcast now. Okay. Now, Omar, this, this question's directed to you. Already, Gerardo and, and Alex talked about kind of the unique aspects of Trifulca wrestling media, but what would you also say is kind of important about the impact and reach that you have really nas internationally? I mean, you, you already mentioned, too, you have um, a, you know, a podcaster now from Panama, but also you guys are listened to throughout Latin America. What does that mean to you? Uh, it's very special because we come from a little Iceland uh, of Puerto Rico, and we uh, grow grow up uh, uh, watching the WWE, WCW, and the Puerto Rico wrestling companies. And we uh, we know that is uh, wrestling in Japan, that is wrestling in Mexico, but we didn't know that was good wrestling in other places of Latin America. And when we start the podcast and we start making some interviews, uh, we start to know knowing persons uh, of different mm -hmm. places and different companies. And then we start uh, to get more knowledge of, of the wrestling business, but in, in all places. The wrestling business in Panama, the wrestling business in Chile, the wrestling business in Venezuela, the wrestling business in Mexico, the wrestling business in all places. And then you, you go like, uh, okay, uh, wrestling is more than Mexico, Japan, and the U.S. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and basically... Uh The, once we start, you know, getting to learn more about the culture of other countries of wrestling, you know, uh, and we we get more passion, and then we start creating content for the benefit of other countries as well. You know, you know, giving more information. You know, not everything is WWE, not everything is AEW, and all these major companies that you know, honestly, that's the majority of the topics that we talk, you know, the four of us, you know, to be realistically talking. But, you know, once in a while, you know, we make sure that if we have to promote events from other countries, we'll do it and everything. And I think the, those uh, other wrestling companies for other countries appreciate that from us. And that's the reason that, you know, thank to God, you know, we have that reaching and there's other countries listening to us. And, and give to young wrestlers an opportunity to yeah a platform because young wrestlers uh, in all the places didn't have the opportunity to be in an interview and in a mm -hmm. show and, and we gave we give that opportunity to all that wrestlers mm -hmm. around the world yeah and one of our slogans is that we're in the like you like we've come from from basically the bottom because we didn't have any contacts in the industry. We didn't know anyone. A lot of people that start uh, podcasts, they already have a name 
in other industries or they know people so they're part, we, part of the business yeah we yeah, start from scratch the, yeah 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 we start from scratch we, we didn't know anybody the the first interview we did was because alex had a friend that uh knew, that knows a wrestler that knows a wrestler <laughs> and uh he was like hey uh alex asked him hey would he be willing to give us an interview and yeah and and we went from there we talked We've actually grown a lot because if you uh, listen to us in our first first podcast, it was kind of like awkward be because we 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 were getting used to to this to the fact of we always uh, the chemistry was there because as Alex mentioned we've, we've been friends we're like brothers because we grew up together but uh, we needed to get into the swing of things to be able to be mm -hmm. to feel more comfortable like speaking to to a microphone and stuff like that and and obviously uh, i think uh part of our success is that that uh we uh, we complement each other like uh alex is really big in what is like wwf the federation years and stuff like that because that's what he grew up with uh omar is basically really good when it comes to puerto rican wrestling if he's like the encyclopedia of puerto rican wrestling when it comes to facts and everything related to it and i like for me has always been i've always been a fan of indie wrestling and japanese wrestling and basically anything other than the mainstream uh companies so i think uh, everyone brings something uh different to the table and that's uh that's what makes it uh, be successful the fact that each one of us brings uh, something different to the table yeah and it's very obvious in the content that you put out in the interviews that you do um that you definitely understand the bigger world of wrestling you absolutely do your best to put out uh you know interviews with uh independent talent from really all over um but also covering you know the big promotions knowing that there's people out there who want to know a little bit of everything um that of course you know want to know the news and thoughts and opinions about what's happening in AEW and WWE, but also a platform for younger talent, for uh, independent wrestlers uh, to give them that exposure that you're, you're absolutely right, is a little bit more challenging uh, with a language barrier and to be able to do that and also be knowledgeable fans and knowledgeable uh, in not only just in podcasting, but just in interviewing and in wrestling all of those come together in what you do as a as a media group, which is why I was absolutely drawn to to you guys and enjoy working with you because you know what you're doing, but you have fun with it, and you guys are incredibly incredibly smart, um, but also have the the drive to you know put something out there, and the fact that you have that reach in different countries too i mean i see the posts about when you guys hit you know number one in, in mexico and peru and colombia and you know all these places and that means there's there's people out there who really rely and value your input in order to get their wrestling news how does that feel when you see those charts you know, great. Uh, <laughs> when, when you see the numbers, we call each other. Hey, Alex. Hey, Geraldo. You see that? We're in India. We're the first, the first uh, Spanish spoke, spoken podcast of wrestling in India, and we're like, oh, how this is possible? 
<laughs> yeah, you know, basically at the beginning, you know, it surprised us because we never know there was some such where a website that have that keep track of you know charts of podcasts. It's not this is not Billboard <laughs> like in the music. Yeah. <laughs> so so basically, um, when we start knowing about the chart table website, and then you keep tracking of it, then we're seeing that we are hitting charts in different countries. You know, you know, in a way, it it, it was good to know that because it gives us the pressure. To, to have a better product, you know, every week and, and every the quality. episode. And that, that we do exactly the quality. So, you know, it, it makes it feel good, especially that, you know, unfortunately there's a lot of podcasts that, you know, Spanish podcasts that are very good, but, you know, but they, they have, you know, uh, the backup of, you know, wrestlers from Puerto Rico that they know. So we, we, we start this of our own you know we have a lot of closed doors of people that we we reach at the beginning you know, there's people that we interview recently that maybe last year when we approached you then they didn't say nothing to us so it's been really 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 hard for us to get what you know in the you know in those charts so and and we thank god for that well where can uh our listeners and viewers go and find Trifucla wrestling media Trifulca Wrestling Media, you can find in YouTube, and uh, that is uh, our channel. Uh, and we have another uh, channel of YouTube that is uh, Clips uh, Trifulca Wrestling Media. And you can hear our podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the podcast platforms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and you know, and more and more information in our social media. You just search Trifulca Wrestling Media, and you know, and, and you can find it in all the social media and all Everywhere. the platforms. Yeah, it's very <laughs> easy to find. Yeah, if you go to Instagram, there's actually a link. Uh, link three so you can actually hit the link and you're gonna find uh every social media platform we're available in and plus as omar mentioned we have youtube uh youtube clips which uh if you want to see like uh shorter versions of the interviews you can go there and you'll find them and Yeah, uh, we have a lot of content, as I mentioned. And, and even 10. our, we, and, in, and we even have our merchandise too. You know, we're selling uh, our t-shirt oh, and that stuff. Yeah, and, and, you know, and, and you know, and, and this been a surprise to us that we, that there's been people buying our stuff. It feels weird, you know, like, oh my God, they're buying <laughs> our product. You know, you know, wrestlers from Puerto Rico, you know, putting in their stories, you know, promoting our church, you know, you, you know, we feel like, wow, man, this is, I don't, I can't this believe is this is happening. Yes. <laughs> yes. So even yeah, that we can find it. It's humbling, really. Uh, mm -hmm. When somebody like from another country says, oh, yeah, I hear you guys uh, like every From week, the beginning. Like, from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. La primera vez. Yeah. Oh, primer episodio. Episodio. It's a very humbling experience because, like, people have so many content out there, and the fact that people actually takes uh, take 45 to uh, an hour of their day to actually listen to us, uh, we're really grateful, really, because, like, uh, it's uh, not everybody has the time to actually sit down and, and listen to you and really take into account what you have to say. As, as I mentioned before, we we don't have any contacts in the industry. Like we've only been fans and, uh, but we respect the business and 
we respect the the people that actually take the time to listen to us because we we do our research uh like uh in terms of the quality of our content that's a very big thing for us like omar is the one that does our, all the editing the art and stuff like that and he puts uh really a hundred percent well a hundred and ten percent effort when it comes to the quality of that content like uh the 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 sound quality the video quality everything he's really big on that he's actually invested in equipment so our content looks good and and i think at the end of the day that's what people see that mm -hmm. we're respecting them uh and bringing them uh, like uh good quality uh content which you can you can have many people doing the same thing but what uh separates you from everyone else is the quality content you produce and i think that that's been the main thing for us from the from the start yes yeah I, I absolutely agree. Again, that's why I've enjoyed being on your podcast. I follow you on social media. You guys post daily on news with interviews, all of that, too. So that is, you're that really, is Alex. Yeah. That is Alex. Yeah. Alex is the media man. <laughs> you, you, you see that he, he, I didn't post anything in the next four hours, but I'm busy that, with my kids. So he's that. been busy. Sorry, everyone. I've I've kept yeah. the trio busy, yeah. uh, but that's that's okay. Because then you could just post this, and that that will be kind of how we cover media. Mm -hmm. But uh, Trifulca Wrestling Media on on social media on YouTube, absolutely go check them out. I know you're building up your English content for those of us who speak English, but also lots of amazing Spanish content. So if you even just want to learn Spanish or know any wrestling fans that are Spanish speakers i highly 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 recommend that you check out Taifuka thank you wrestling thank you. media now let's get to the meat of this week's episode which is go doing some some um Now reviews. Uh, we're doing some uh, predictions for AEW Double or Nothing Happening Saturday, May 30th. Uh, it's going to be held in Jacksonville in Daly's Place with a live crowd. Uh, and, you know, all of the matches have been released. Some matches we're going to talk about in depth. Some will kind of just do a quick hit uh, review. It's my show, so I kind of pick at random. Sorry, gentlemen, to put you under this, but that's just how I roll. Hey, it's I your show. Notice. We just follow you. Yes, thank you. Oh, my gosh, that's so nice. Why can't you be here all the time? I have to deal with Greg, who, who just hijacks my show all the time. See, you guys have manners. Just good, good men. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, so we're going to be giving some predictions on Double or Nothing. And you know what? I'm going to start off with the Casino Battle Royal. Um, and really, there's a huge who listed here um, for the Battle Royal, including Christian Cage, Matt Seidel, Powerhouse Hobbs, Evil Uno, Colt Cabana, Preston Vance, Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, Mark Quinn, and Isaiah Cassidy, Penta El Romero, uh, The Blade, Brian Pillman Jr., Matt Castor. Anthony Bowens, QT Marshall, Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson, 
Nick Camaroto, and of course, the mystery person, of course, the wild card, usually. Before we jump into kind of the, the wild card, out of that big list that I just said, who do you think has the best chance of winning? And I'm actually going to start with Gerardo. Go ahead. I don't know if I put you on the spot. Maybe you needed a, a, a second or two to think about it. But I, by, by the look on your face now, I think you know who. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely. Uh, well, the only name that uh, jumps out of that list, only honestly, it's only one, Christian Cage. Like, uh, <laughs> we don't want to seem obvious, but at the same time, But would you put him in that uh, uh, battle, battle royal not to win it? It's like uh, yeah. Vince once said, I'm not going to make you de debut on a Royal Rumble if you're not going to win it. So it's the same it's the same concept. Uh, he's not going to be in that, in that uh, match if he's not going to win it. Uh, no, no. I'm not trying to dismiss any of the other talent, but like when it comes to a level of Uh, competition. Basic, uh, competition like Christian Cage has the has to be the one that uh, wins that match. Yeah, that's very true. And it sounds like you guys agree, Omar and Alex. I saw you shaking or nodding in agreement with Christian Cage being being the one to to likely win this out of everyone that I mentioned. Yeah, is it basically? Let me put it this way, and you know. You know the 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 person that wins the casino battle royal. There's a high probability he's gonna face Kenny Omega, right? Mm -hmm. And and you know Kenny Omega is in this stage that he needs big names uh, mm -hmm. to to mm -hmm. you know to to you know to put to put him seriously in the conversation of a great champion. So if you know there's a good good uh, uh, amount of wrestler here that you know that can have good matches uh, with him, but you know. Of all of them, Kristen Cage is a future Hall of Famer. He's been multiple champions in other companies. You know, he was the, the that big announcement, that big uh, surprise uh, signing wrestler a couple of months ago. So it will make sense, you know, that Christian Cage will be the one who wins it. But at the end, you have a surprise wrestler. I don't know who's that. Is, that you know, historically he wins when he's had made the debut. So we'll, we'll see. But for, for now, Christian Cage. Mm -hmm. And Christian Cage, yeah. Christian Christian Cage, Cage. Uh, have to win because if he didn't win, like Geraldo says, why you put him in that spot? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like a no-brainer. He has to win. It's, it's, it's nobody else who, who could win that match. And that's been a lot of what his character and motivation has been in coming to, into AEW. He said he's here to win championships. And so that goes right in alignment with that. And it's really his best opportunity to, to do so. And it's almost, too, that kind of feel-good story that you can have um, coming into to this. Now, I think it'd be interesting him competing in both the Casino Battle Royal and a Royal Rumble in the same year. So I mean that yeah. too is a is a first. That's, so that's uh, in the making. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's history in the making. Now I do want to throw out there too. You know, 
who is there any thoughts as to who this mystery final person could be? Um, I, to me, it's a little bit harder because, you know, a lot of the mysteries in wrestling are, are really gone. We know that with the people who were released from WWE, they're still under their 90 day non-compete clauses mm-hmm. until July. So that eliminates all those people. Is there anyone that you can think of that may, you know, could be, uh, that t- person in the final spot? <laughs> well, Alberto, Alberto. Alberto? Alberto, Alberto del Rio could be, uh, or Carlito. Carlito, yeah, but Carlito, Carlito, is, a free agent. Alba- Carlito is a free agent and Alberto mm-hmm. Rio too. That's yeah, but good- Alberto, I don't think Alberto, nobody wants to get near him, obviously. I was going to say, I think, yeah. They, legal they, they, problems, yeah. At least in I the did. States, when it comes to uh, main companies, nobody is gonna like uh, risk uh, signing him and then uh, something because hey, and I'm not I'm not trying to diss him because he's uh, ha- he's had a few uh, months that he hasn't been like that well, but hopefully mm-hmm. he didn't get his uh, things uh, going on again and and be in a main company, but. For, for now, I don't think that uh, nobody in the States is going to sign him because of all the legal problems he's been having. So, you know, this is the first time, you know, that I'm going to say that I have no clue. You know, you know, and, you know, Carlito sounds like a good name, especially when he he was in the Royal Rumble, uh, you know, and, and he showed up in the same it, year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he's more active and, you know, and he you know, championship material. Besides that, you know, put a mask and a disguise to Samoa Yo and, you know, we can work on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, perfect, the perfect, the mm-hmm. perfect will be CM Punk. Everybody uh, oh, will love one. to do That's the CM running Punk. joke every year. Everybody every will everybody. CM Punk there. No, I wish, but that's not going to happen. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we can always dream, but... Yeah. Always dream. So up next, we have a stadium stampede match, the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle. Now, this is a follow-up from their match from Blood and Guts. We've already seen a stadium uh, stampede match before, and there is a stipulation that the Inner Circle must break up if they lose. Uh, Omar, I'm going to jump to you first. What are your thoughts? Who will win this match? Uh, I think that the Pinnacle uh, are going to steal some words that Geraldo said in Spanish in one of our podcasts. Uh, and he tell that if uh, the inner circle split, every day could be by their own. Mm-hmm. But if the Pinnacle split, they need each other to grow up. And I think that the Pinnacle ha- have to win because you have now NJF almost of being that person and he need to solidify his character as being the one guy and he need to have that group. I think that Sean Spears need the group of the Pinnacle and FTR needed too. And maybe Warlow needed because Warlow in in his own he didn't have a I think the charisma that that needs and there you have Tolly Blanchard that could talk for him. Alex, who do you think is going to win? You know, 
Yeah, I I said that you know it's it's a little bit predictable that the Pinnacle will win, you know, and 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 I and I kind of agree with uh, with Omal that you know the difference between the Pinnacle group versus the inner circle that the inner circle are well established, you know, you you can split them, you know, you can have uh, Santana Ortiz, you know, go to the tag team uh, title run, uh, you you can have. Uh, You know, Jericho doesn't need a title. You know, he by himself he can do it. I I think Hager, uh, Hager, Hager, yeah. Hager can Hager. have a, a championship conversation. You know, even uh, Sammy Guevara, I think he he's ready to 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 the TNT championship level or something. But you know, I think that you know if you lo you lost uh, last year, I think this is your year. You know, and at least you know this is the only thing I'm asking. You know that. Uh, Guevara finally get be the one who <laughs> can drive the cart and chase someone. <laughs> yes. He deserves it. He deserves to be, yeah, you know, for last Ganza, year. He, he deserves. He deserves to drive that and hit someone. <laughs> Gerardo, what are your thoughts? No, uh, obviously, uh, I think that they should have uh, not have the stipulation because it makes her uh, more obvious. Uh, You know already that uh, after the the fight is over, the the pinnacle is gonna come up uh, on top, and uh, the inner circle is already uh, getting to the end of the run because, as uh, Alex and Omar mentioned, uh, as I had mentioned uh, before, uh, they each of them already uh, are already established enough to have singles runs. And in the case of Santana Ortiz, they can go uh, on an attack title run. And most of the members of, of the Pinnacle, and obviously their their main member, MJF, uh, needs uh, to solidify himself as a, as a good uh, bad guy. Heal. Mm -hmm. Heal, that's the word that I was looking for. Thank you. And... Uh, Basically, uh, I think that the pinnacle is the, the vehicle for him to keep uh, establishing uh, as a heel. We know he has the mic uh, because he's shown it uh, once, uh, uh, once and all over again. But at the same time, he needs those people around him to uh, give him that credibility. Uh, you have Sean Spears, which... To me, it's one of the best wrestlers that uh, hasn't uh, hasn't been given his due. I think that uh, he uh, every every place he's been in, he's uh, always uh, done the best with what he's been given, but he hasn't been appreciated. And finally, he's at a spot where he can actually succeed. Warlow. Mm -hmm has the look but as omar mentioned mm. he doesn't have the, the charisma so maybe he needs that uh, that mic that manager which tully blanchard uh definitely uh provides ftr probably the best tag team uh in the industry right now and future hall of famers if they keep going how they're uh how they're going so i think that yeah it's uh it's obvious that the pinnacle is gonna win and with the stipulation now that their inner circle is gonna disband like it makes it even more obvious so yeah it does and it makes me even wonder then why the pinnacle won the blood and guts match 
if we're only going to have them do a rematch in which they win again. Um, I, to me, I kind of think maybe uh, the inner circle should have won blood and guts to then have the pinnacle you know, challenge and then add the stipulation. But I could also see it the other way, where the inner circle are so hungry to face them again that they're willing to risk being, you know, broken up if they lose. Um, so I, I see it both both ways. But mm-hmm. um, this this match itself, I mean, uh, could absolutely live up to the first stadium stampede match. And uh, we've already seen what they can do in blood and guts. And the fact that this is happening just right afterwards, it shows that they're really, really invested in, in both groups. But I absolutely agree. The pinnacle needs to stay together. They are now coming into place as the dominant faction within AEW. And the inner circle has had a great run. But I also agree that it's kind of time for people to move in their own directions. Um, Santana and Ortiz could absolutely go into the tag team division now. And Jericho could be in any feud he wants to be in. Um, Sammy Guevara is, you know, has matured as a wrestler and as a performer where he can get into the TNT championship picture, you know, and even Jake Hager, you know, can have a, mm-hmm. a feud um, with, with almost anyone on there. Maybe, you know, he could be in the uh, TNT championship picture mix. I mean, a uh, Jake Hager versus Miro match, you know, I don't, you know, that's, that's pretty. That, is, that is a dream match. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a big, big man match. So uh, I, there's a lot of opportunities, I think with more, almost with the inner circle breaking up than, um, staying staying together up next we have the young bucks facing john moxley and eddie kingston for the aew world tag team championships alex i'm gonna have you go first you know uh, this is an interesting match because you know uh I, I don't trust Eddie Kingston. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting what day of the, or what week he's going to betray Bjorn <laughs> um, um, Moxley again, you know. And, you know, in the other hand, if you want to start, you know, like he already in W, you know, I'm talking about Moxley now, you know, he already won multiple championships in WWE. If AEW have the intention to start doing that here, in AEW, then this will be the perfect scenario for mm-hmm. me. Now, he, I think that the Young Bucks will maintain their championship. You know, you know, in a way, you know, they're not collecting championships like Omega, but you know, they they need uh, to be solidified as a as a true tag team champion. You know, since they start uh, wrestling in in the in the states after their New Japan, you know, era with the Bullet Club. So in this one, I'm saying that it's gonna be the Young Bucks, but it's gonna be a a, a close call. Yeah, Ted Allen, what are your thoughts? Well, I don't agree with uh, with having people uh, that uh, should have singles runs as tag teams. Like for example, uh, and I've, I'm very big on tag team wrestling, especially traditional tag team wrestling with, where there's actually tag teams that they match when it comes to the attire, the movements and everything. And every time I see a tag team like out of nowhere of, oh yeah, we don't have uh, maybe a storyline for you and they go backstage and okay, you and you, Make, uh, have, uh, make a tag team, which 
I don't have any problems with Eddie. Actually, I think that it's great that he's having this run. He's uh, he's paid his dues in, in the he Indies for the last yeah. 20 years. So I think it's great that he's on the national stage already. But don't waste him. Uh, on a in that history, in that history. Yeah, and that storyline, because he was doing well by, by himself. And all of and he has the like, he have a good microphone. Almost yeah, could, be, yeah. could be yes. a, could be one of the best promo of AEW. <laughs> yeah, he has a good mic, and uh, I don't I, I don't know why they haven't uh, tag uh, as a tag team with Moxley. Which at the same time, it's completely con uh, it's a contradiction because the John Buck said, "Oh, we're gonna be in charge of the tag team division. We're gonna like uh, give them uh, give tag teams the exposure they were not given in other companies." Blah blah so and so, and all of a sudden, like you you see a lot of random tag teams doing the same thing that uh wwe <laughs> does which is mm -hmm. put people they don't have anything to do with them oh let's put you as a tag team when you have the butcher and the blade you have private uh party you have many uh mm -hmm. good quality tag teams like even the varsity blunts that are coming up uh good quality tag teams that uh Santana yeah. Ortiz, for example, yeah, and uh, they could be in that spot and actually raising the the bar when it comes to tag team wrestling. But then you have Moxley and Eddie Kingston that you know, as Alex mentioned, that eventually Kingston is gonna betray John Moxley. Is we're just waiting for that to happen. So I I think that in the long run that doesn't benefit the the division. That actually does the same thing that other companies are doing with the tactical division, which is like using it as a filler instead of uh, putting it on a good mm -hmm. uh, uh, mm -hmm. level to succeed. Omar, do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I mean, it sounds I, like I, you agree. I agree with Gerardo uh, because. Uh, It looks like uh, Eddie Kington and Moxley was uh, they they didn't have nothing for them and mm. and they have put them with the jump box. Uh, it's obvious the jump box are gonna win because the jump box uh, have win already to Christopher Daniels and Kasarian. That that was a good uh, a, a good tacting tacting mm -hmm. partners mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and. And they, if they win Kasarian and Daniels, they are gonna win Moxley and Eddie Kingston. And I think that it's a waste of time for Eddie Kingston that he have a good mic and he, I think, will be good in the TNT running uh, for that championship. And and don't be wasting. It looks like Moxley uh, do all the fights that he could do, and now you don't have nothing for Moxley. That's a good point. I kind of leaning towards the other side. I think there's a chance that John Moxley and Eddie Kingston will win. And I'm kind of leaning on history with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega when they were put together mm -hmm. and they had the tag belts for so long. I remember when they lost those titles, I was relieved because exactly what had talked about. I like my tag teams to be more traditional. I like them to be actual tag teams. But it does seem like, I don't know if they're just riding high on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston and maybe 
And it sounds like it would just be something they would kind of do to just give them to a non-tag team after all of the tag teams they've competed with to maybe further a storyline where there is tension between John Moxley and, and uh, Eddie Kingston and they have to work together as a tag team, but maybe there's some underlying issues. It's still kind of recycling what we saw with Kenny mm -hmm. and Hangman, but I could see them going in that direction. And for some reason, the fact that they haven't lost them to an actual tag team, you just still wonder who who would they actually lose it to out, out of all the teams that they have. The fact that they haven't lost them yet you know, would mean to me thinking that, that this could possibly be it. And I don't care, not to say that they would have a long reign with it, but to possibly shake things up. And for some reason, I just feel like this would some, this would be something they would do to think this is cool, right? This is mm -hmm. actually a cool thing. When in reality, I would love to see the, these titles eventually away from the young books and on, on another team. But you know, I, I just for some reason, I have a feeling that this there's actually the realm of possibility that they can win the tag titles. Yeah, I agree. Will, will it be good? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what will be good, but I think it'll still be. I don't know. I'm kind of over the Young Bucks as tag champions, as I think everyone's touched on, you know, that they've talked about putting tag teams on a platform, elevating tag team wrestling, and now they've just kind of held on to these belts when you could use them into to elevate a, a newer tag team, a younger tag team, um, or or just a different tag team. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think once FTR lost the belts, I kind of lost hope. Mm -hmm. I so, agree with you. I have, I, I think they, the same. they didn't have to lose that title. Exactly, they didn't have to. So unless they end up on Santana and Ortiz at some point, I'm just, I'm just kind of giving up on the tag division for a while. Um, or the acclaimed. That's, that's <laughs> my, mm -hmm. my next. That's my other one. I like I them love. too. Mm -hmm. All right, next one we have the AEW Women's World Championship on the line. Hikaru Shida defending her title against Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And uh, I'm jump. Omar, go ahead. Let me know your thoughts. This is the time of Britt Baker. I think she has to win because uh, from AEW start, she has been the face of the women's division in the company. And I think that now uh, she has to win the title to everybody say, okay, she is now the face of the of the women's division in AEW. I think she she has all she needs to win Hikaru Shida. She has charisma, personality, good mic. She fight. Uh, she have a good move set of fight, and she have a now a, a better look. And and I think she is gonna she's gonna win that. If she lose, I think that they didn't know they didn't have an idea of what they doing in the women's division. I agree. Alex? I, I think the Baker should win this title before. I know she have uh, some injuries on the past that, you know, prevent her to ah, win yeah. the a, title. A rose uh, injury. Her. Mm -hmm, exactly. So, mm -hmm. so basically, you know, uh, if she, if Hikaru Shida wins this match, it will be a surprise, you know, for everybody because in a way, everybody's expecting that Britt Baker should win this, you know, and, and as Omar was saying, you know, you know, and, and you know, in, in this is a reality, you know, uh, Hikaru Shida, she's a great wrestler and, you know, she's better probably than the, the whole division, 
but you know you you need other elements you know you need someone that, that every week you have the champion on the mm -hmm. mic talking you know doing cutting good promo stuff like that and unfortunately uh hikarushida cannot do that and and, and it, it, it's, she's very limited and she's having the champion for so long that you need you, you need for the first time like a heel championship mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know face in in aw and reed baker is the perfect person to to feel to elevate the, the, the women's division yeah. it will be awesome to 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 trash talk every week and and then looking for the way of, of of defending the championship doesn't matter which way but you know it will be interesting but in my prediction i think this is the brit baker time yes Gerardo, what are your thoughts I agree. Uh, it's uh, Britt Baker's time. Uh, I think that uh, she's been the face of the division for a while. She's been carrying the division on her shoulder be because, let's be realistic. Uh, with no matches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with, with no matches, actually. That's Only TV time. The... Only TV time and she has the women's division. Yeah, that's the by her thing about it. <laughs> Yeah, she's been carrying that division on her shoulders, and yeah, as, as Omar mentioned, uh, she hasn't had a, she wasn't having matches because of the injury, and I think that what Alex says is is correct. Uh, basically, she hasn't won the championship because she had those injuries. Uh, if she had not had those injuries, she would have been uh, the women's champion already. And Hikaru Chida is a good wrestler. Uh, she's obviously been a good uh, champion, but it's time to uh, like pass the baton. And it's Britt Baker's time. Like, if they really wanna be considered like uh, as a uh, competition a in the women's division, competition mm -hmm. in the women's division, because they they obviously. As we mentioned before, they have to sign uh, more females uh, because even though they have a good roster now, they need to sign names. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is that people uh, get drawn to names and there's a few free agents out there that would definitely uh, help that division uh, get the credibility it needs. So I think that Britt Baker as champion would definitely help uh, sign those free agents because now uh, people would be motivated to uh, go to AEW and prove themselves because Britt Baker has already done it. And uh, with the match she had with Thunder Rosa, I think that was like uh, the culmination of what she had been building Uh, for a few months already, and the pinnacle—not no pun intended—of her uh, of her run would be winning the championship. Yes, and puns are absolutely allowed on this show. So say as many of them as you want. <laughs> I say puns always with impact. Like Impact Wrestling is that just a pun in the making? So I say that all the time. But I absolutely agree with all three of you. I believe this is Britt Baker's time. The the AEW women scene needs to just have a reset. You know, you you should have a champion who's able to go on the mic to really elevate and highlight that championship mm -hmm. every week to have interesting programs. And, I, you know, I feel like that's still an area that AEW is really, really struggling in is developing a strong women's division. 
and they've signed some great independent talent, um, but they still seem kind of floundering and what do you do with them? Where do they go? Um, and, and how do you put these matchups together? And I feel like having Britt Baker as the champion will be a huge reset and you can kind of start over a bit again. And, you know, you can elevate some people like uh, maybe Ty Conti or uh, Red, yes. uh, Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Yes, you know, as these kind of faces that could could challenge her and be kind of those introductory feuds um, while you maybe build up to somebody else and maybe Thunder Rosa comes come, comes back around. Uh, and that's a big title picture. Whatever it may be, uh, I just think that they need to try something different. Um, Karl Shida is fantastic, the best wrestler they have in the women's division, but that doesn't bring eyes to the product and that isn't making feuds worth watching and that's really what they need to do in the women's division right now before we get to the main event i want to do some quick hits of some of the other matches just a flat out who you think is going to win so first we have sting and darby allen versus scorpio sky and ethan page alex who do you think is going to win it's a no-brainer. Uh, I don't think you want to, you know, I know he lost his TNT championship, but that doesn't mean that he's going to have a, you know, a, a losing record streak. So, and you have Sting. I don't think with Sting, yeah. I don't think you're going to lose, you know. You know, don't expect Sting to fight that much, you know, for the obvious reason. But, you know, I, I think Sting and Darby Allen will be the ones who are going to win the match. Uh, Sting, oh. Sting, Sting and Darby Allen have to win because, yeah. as Alex says, uh, Sting is, is not there for Lucy. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like, uh, Sting and Darby Allen should win. Up next, we have new TNT champion Miro facing Lance Archer. Hello, go first. Uh, Miro, uh, he's not gonna lose it so fast. He just won it, and uh, and I think uh, this is gonna be like the the opponent of the week. They're gonna keep uh, sending building opponent, uh, yeah, sending him opponents until they get that person that can really challenge him. Miro, Miro, I agree too. Miro, the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, we cannot go wrong with Miro. He just won the championship. Uh, the <laughs> if he only... lose, I don't know what they are gonna do with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, he know. finally got something right. I feel like yeah, they finally yeah, got yeah. something right with this. You, you have to keep in mind that the heavyweight roster division in in AW in a way has been lacking. You know, that's the reason that it's, it's difficult to figure out. You know, future opponents. For with the current championship and the heavyweight, so Miro needs to have this title for a while to take him seriously. Finally, in AEW, so or go chasing the, the you know champion. you know. But so in this case, I have to go with Miro. Up next, we have Brian Cage versus Hangman Adam Page. Uh, Omar, go ahead and start. I think it's gonna win uh, Adam Page uh, with the help of the new Dark Order group. That they are like like his group now. <laughs> yeah, maybe finally see that. Alex, what do you think? You know, um, since 
they signed Brian Cage. You know, I know when he's debuted, he won that ladder match. I think it was a ladder match that he won to, to yeah. be the, the the number one contender and everything. But that was it. And you know, I don't, you know, I don't think they're gonna waste, uh, you know, his, you know, his talent. So I think in this time, I think he deserved to win this one. So I'm going with Brian Cage. Mm, interesting, Gerardo. What do you think? I'm going to with Hammer. I think that uh, they're gonna keep developing that uh, storyline with the new Dark Order. So I guess that it would make sense for him to win. So that really solidifies him as the leader of the Dark Order. Yeah. I, I agree. I feel like the Dark Order storyline is is a big thing here, but you know it, it is hard to think. You know Brian Cage with a loss like this. Uh, you know what is it going to do to to his status within the company? Um, it's just hard to kind of believe. But who can outpower the the Dark Order? Uh, up next we have Anthony Ogogo facing Cody Rhodes. I want to have you go first. I don't even know what to say about this match. Like, uh, <laughs> like uh, I, I thought you were going to say, I don't even know who Anthony Agogo is, which I think no, a lot of people actually, are just like, that's what I, that's no. what I thought you were going to say. And, 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 and actually, when I saw him come out, I had to actually do research about mm -hmm. him because I, I'm like, who is this guy? So apparently, uh, for those of you that are like in the like wondering who is he, he used to be a pro boxer. He actually uh, uh, was in the Olympics and everything. Yeah, he, he won. He won. He, he yeah, he won the bronze medal in the 2012 Olympic in boxing, in the... representing Great Britain. So basically, yeah. most of his career he's been boxing. Hey, he just started wrestling in, in 2019. You know. Mm -hmm. Uh, in, in a, this uh, indie company called World Association of Wrestling, it's not a big one, so but that was it. So you know, Cody Rhodes is a person that you know, just you know the land of opportunity thing. He does him, you know, giving chance to other people, and and this is the case. So I think yeah, Cody Rhodes should that, not lose the, this one. It's that, it's too far fetched when it comes to. Like, mm -hmm. I get it. You might want to uh, throw his name out there. But at the same time, dude, do some building up. Maybe mm -hmm. uh, do some vignettes, uh, something that uh, maybe you could have used his boxing background, like, and do some uh, do some vignettes, like, oh, the guy coming from the boxing background, boom, and stuff like that. So build him up so people can actually say, oh, Oh, this guy uh, is the real deal, but all of a sudden you bring him into the fold. You have to go to Wikipedia to actually uh, know who is he because nobody knew anything. If you were not like a really big boxing fan, like you would have uh, known anything about him. And then you throw him like, because maybe probably this is going to be a co-main event or Maybe the women's championship fight is gonna be the co-main event, but if this is the co-main event, it's like mm, I don't get it. I really don't get why you you, you will uh, you would throw him uh, in that spot and not build him up. Like if if he if he wins, like what is what is that gonna help him? Uh, because the thing is that if he wins. Who's gonna believe that? Oh, he won out of nowhere. Like, 
because you can't play the underdog card because the guy really doesn't look yeah, like not an underdog like, look yeah, to that. Yeah, he doesn't look like uh he's gonna basically uh uh lose like if if it was like uh like a legit uh fight. But I don't know, like really uh, I don't know what to say about this fight. I, I, I would think that Cody Rhodes uh, would win, but uh who knows? Like Yeah. Um <laughs> what do you have to say about this? Okay, uh if you look that in paper, you will say, okay, Cody have to win. But if you analyze a little bit, you're going to see, okay, Cody, he's a star and he has a position in the company. He didn't need to win that match. That match, if he win it, uh, it's not going to help him uh, for chase any title or nothing. I think that that match, if he lose against Anthony Ogogo, is going to help Ogogo to everybody said, oh, Who is this guy that wins Cody Rose? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this the next big thing? Uh, and everybody is going to look him. I, I think that Antonio Gogo needs to win that match. And I think that Cody Rose have the mentality on the business to help uh, create new stars and not to be on the spotlight every time. Mm-hmm. We have a running joke here at the Chair Shot, and we call it LOL Cody Wins. And that's just because Cody wins all the time. We also do that with Charlotte. LOL, Charlotte wins. He's the Randy Orton of AEW. Yes. It started off with LOL, Cena win. So it's been a progression. Uh, but, but yes, I, I, you know, it's hard to go against LOL, Cody wins. Like, it, it doesn't make sense for him to win. But when you think about all the matches he's won versus all the matches he's lost, There's a lot more matches he should have lost because it could have done exactly that, elevate somebody else, but he didn't. So I'm just going with history. Statistically, he's probably going to win. So I'm going to say LOL, Cody wins. Well, LOL, who is going to be? LOL, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> the benefits of being the booker, right? Right? It's so, I mean, just, just like his daddy used to do it. I get it. I get it. Yep. Uh, last but not least, we have the three-way champion or the three-way match uh, for the AEW World Championship. Champion Kenny Omega will be facing Orange Cassidy and Pac. Now, we really spent some time on your guys' podcast uh, just earlier talking so much about the reign of Kenny Omega and all of this. So it, it sounds like, you know, it's already... I, I have a feeling we're all leaning towards one side as far as who may be winning, but I do want to get your thoughts on this match. Um, and Alex, I'll have you go first. You know, at the beginning, you know, and for some reason, I thought that it will be Cassidy versus Omega, like a one by one, but the way they were shifting the storyline, you know, but by the only reason that AW is very conservative and very classic of how they want to establish the pay-per-views they always have they want always to have the the AW championship at the main event it's not like other companies that the main event is like probably the best uh, match of 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 you know of the card you know so if it wasn't for that i, I would have thought that you know it will be Cassidy and Omega opening the show, you know, something different. But you know, you you need pack. You know, you you definitely need pack on the on the equation because uh 
Uh, I like Cassidy, uh, Cassidy, but he's more an entertainer, more than, mm -hmm. you know, a, a true, you know, wrestler like like maybe Pac and Omega can give in a fight. I would prefer that it will be Omega versus Pac 101. But, you know, seeing this, you know, I think this is a no brainer, you know, with, with a championship reign and the collector gimmick that he's he's getting right now. I think this is Omega all the way. Gerardo? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I think the original plan was uh, Orange uh, and uh, Kenny 101, but unfortunately, Pac decided to basically knock knock out. Uh, That's done, uh, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Pac is the Daniel Bryan of this match. Yeah, he, he or Brian, the, he he Brian or Brian the match. <laughs> He brian the match, but it wasn't like he wanted to. It was because he knocked out uh, Cassidy for real. So they had to uh, basically uh, fix the match on the spot and add pack uh, to it because Cassidy uh, was a uh, pass out. So And you add some history to that match when you add Pac because Pac has submit Omega in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, in a very surprised way. Yeah, they can play with that, which I think that that was the the thing in the first place. They wanted to uh, play so people would think that Pac was going to win and then go with Orange. But, well, uh, at least they could. They were able to fix it on the spot. It's going to be a, a triple threat now. And as we had mentioned before, uh, Kenny obviously is not going to lose. Uh, None of, uh, none of the opponents actually uh, feel like they could, uh, even though Pac <coughs> already defeated uh, Kenny uh, uh, prior, uh, previously, uh, I don't think that uh, none of them uh, would win the championship because they don't have what it takes right now to be the fa the face of the company and, and we all know that this rain is gonna go maybe into all in all out uh, or even next year because uh, if they keep doing the partnerships uh, Kenny obviously already has that relationship with New Japan so it would make sense for them to have him as champion so it would uh, ease that uh, transition or or partnership so uh yeah uh, kenny kenny should definitely win uh it should on paper it, it is a good match uh it should be uh like uh uncle uh dave says uh uh six start uh match <laughs> I think. Uh, so uh no as, but, as we do in trifulca ramillete de kenepas Definitely, Kenepa. It's gonna break the Kenepa Metro. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to finish this off. What What do you think? Uh, have to win Omega. Uh, it's gonna be a, a great match. It's gonna be interesting to see the the different styles between the three uh, competitors. But I think it's going to win Omega with the help of the good brothers and maybe Don Cadiz. 
Yes, I, I mean, yeah, there's there's really no way around it. Kenny Omega is going to win. I'm interested to see how this match goes as far as what it what the structure looks like between Orange Cassidy and Pac and Kenny Omega. You know, very three di very different competitors and wrestlers. The bug is in the hands of the yeah. going to be... <laughs> So, you know, uh, I'll definitely be uh, keeping my eye out on this one, but mainly just to see how these three are actually going to coexist or, or work in the ring. Not so much for, for the result. Kind of know what that result looks like. Well, those are our predictions for AEW Double or Nothing. Let us know what you think as far as our predictions are, you know, compared to the results, uh, your predictions, all of that on social media. Now, I'm doing something a little bit different on this week's Hashtag Miranda Show. I'm stealing something from one of our other podcasts, the Babyface Heel podcast. And gentlemen, I, I, I apologize uh, for this preemptively because I'm going to sing something. And, uh, you know, I don't have the best voice in the, in the world. It's meant for ring announcing, not for singing. But typically when I do this segment with uh, my other co-hosts, we have a clip of this song and I don't have it. So I have to sing it. And we are doing the three minute warning. And usually when we do this, we have the three minute warning theme song um, sung by two skinny J's. So I'm going to be acting as two skinny J's in this instance. And we start off the clip of by with Eric Bischoff saying, all right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, so you better make it good. And we jump into, we got three minutes and we're out of here. The clock is ticking and we're in the clear. We got three minutes and we're out of here. Got three minutes and we're out, we're out, we're out. That's my best attempt at the three-minute warning. So for today, I was so close. I was so close to start a beat, but you already finished. I didn't know you could drop a beat, but that's that's all right. Just acapella this time around. But next time, oh, now for sure, for sure, we're gonna be dropping a beat. But uh, it was recently announced that AEW is going to be expanding and also moving networks. Um, first off, that uh, AEW Dynamite is going to be moving from TNT TBS mm -hmm. next year. And uh, until then, they're going to stay on the network. However, they also announced that they're adding a third hour of content, a third hour show on Fridays called Rampage that is going to be premiering on August, August 13th, actually, on TNT. So, gentlemen, you'll each have three minutes to let me know your thoughts on both AEW moving to TBS and the new one-hour show Rampage. Gerardo, I'm going to have you go first. Okay. We're good? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. good. Timer's on. Okay. So, uh, basically, yeah, as uh, everybody knows, uh, uh, TV, uh, AEW is uh, going to TBS on 2022. Uh, this is something that we knew uh, was going to happen. Uh, recently, TNT signed a, a deal uh, with uh, the NHL. So obviously they're gonna have the Wednesday night, which uh, would make sense that uh, AEW was going to another night or to another channel because uh, obviously uh, they're gonna give priority to the NHL. Plus, uh, we know that uh, there's gonna be some changes in uh, Warner Media. Uh, AT&T is planning to sell Warner Media to Discovery, 
uh, they're gonna do like this uh, next uh, company uh, they want to do. So uh, there's uh, been some changes behind the scenes. So I think AEW is trying to protect themselves, and they uh, basically did this uh, deal. Uh, so whatever changes uh, happen backstage doesn't affect their content uh, in the long run. So basically, uh, I think it's a good move. TBS, obviously, is the superstation. It's known for wrestling. Uh, TBS was the one that brought uh, wrestling to a national uh, level when Turner uh, owned uh, TBS and TNT. Uh, when uh, the NWA and eventually WCW. So uh, TBS has already a wrestling tradition, especially in the South. Uh, and I think it's a great move with, uh, for AEW. It's a great move for, for their brand because they're going to a channel that has the, the pedigree, the, the, the experience of actually uh, having wrestling in their programming. And I think uh, it's going to help AEW not only uh, keep growing as a brand, uh, but at the same time uh, solidify themselves as uh, an alternative to wrestling fans. Mm -hmm. and I think, time uh, to spare. Great. Awesome. Yes, no, you got, you got it. You got it. Uh, Omar, I'm going to have you go next. What are your thoughts on AEW moving to TBS and the new one-hour show, Rampage? Uh, as Geraldo said, uh, I think that AEW moving to TBS is, is a good move to the company and now to to the new year. Uh, but the Rampage thing, I didn't like it because I think that uh, they are going to saturate uh, people with a lot of AEW content uh, as WWE do the same thing. Uh, I think you have uh, too much uh, wrestling programs uh, now in in all platforms, and now having a, another hour of content of AEW is going to be, okay, now you have Dark, you have Dark Elevation, you have Dynamite, and you are going to have another hour of content. I think that if they didn't want to do what uh, WWE do, uh, do but, but they are trying to emulate the things that WWE do, and I didn't like that part. Good point. And Alex, last but not least. You know, and uh, TV, TBS, you know, changing from TNT to TBS is nothing that would affect the product, you know, because in, in a way, you know, TBS and TNT, you know, they're very similar in, 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 in their content, mm -hmm. obviously, yeah. you know, the, the Superstation is the classic one. So it's not that it's a downgrade to change, uh, dynamite like upgrade. Upgrade, uh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in, in a way it, it's, it's like a, and directly an upgrade. Now the Rampage is, is something that the, the way they're going to do Rampage is, 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 is not hundred percent specifically having a lot of matches it will be a, a a mix of maybe one or two matches with a lot of promos and interviews and stuff like that that's elevation. the reason that, that's the it's reason the that, that's the reason yeah elevation part two mm -hmm. yeah that, that, that's the reason they're putting a 10 p.m spot you know for that reason now what i like about this move is those four super cards uh 
uh, events that they're going to have through the year in TNT in 2022. So in a, in a trimester thing. So they call it the super cards. So it will be four of them, you know, in, in, and that will be good because it will be something similar like the 80s and the 90s with the Saturday night main events or the main events from WWF that every three months you have this special uh, television or Clash of the Champions that TBS used mm -hmm. to do or TNT back in the days. So in a way, that's good. And you know, and and I don't count AEW Dark and Ele and AEW Dark Elevation as part of the programming. It is their program, but it's more YouTube based. And Tony Khan said he's not gonna convert that into a TV show. You know, they're gonna keep it in YouTube. So you know, in technically, you know what they're doing. You know, they're moving the cards the right way. And I, you know, from all this, what I like is the super shows. You know, that they're gonna help. You know, in a way and indirectly. They're, instead of making an, a monthly pay-per-view like WWE, they're gonna they're gonna keep their four pay-per-views, but they're gonna give you uh you know a, a free uh big event through the year you know like a pay-per-view uh style. So for me, you know what they're doing like, is like, blood, like blood sun goes in dynamite. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. that's the concept they're trying to do. Like mm -hmm. yeah, they're, they're gonna separate. They're gonna yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. ones that they already bought the rights. Yes. And I, I agree as far as the move to the Superstation. I feel like that is an equivalent, if not a step up for them. It's a good move to help keep with longevity, too, because I think that's what they have to really consider um, in order to sustain themselves as, as a company. And we've seen that with a company like Impact, who's had to move TV uh, stations, you know, multiple times in order just to keep that presence. It also is probably going to be more lucrative for them financially, where they're getting money from TBS to do this, where that that deal, that TV deal from TBS is going to be more, mm -hmm. more probably hefty than what they are getting from TNT. And also just uh, as you mentioned, the, the super shows, the tradition, all of that, I think are all very good aspects of this deal. I do have to lean a little bit over to Omar's point and, and agree as far as kind of the growth is happening really quickly and the saturation is very possible. Even though the content is a little different in each show, what I think they're still struggling with is how do you put it all together to have a cohesive product? Mm -hmm. And how do you do that with all the talent that you have? Now, hopefully this means with having more TV time, it allows them to utilize their talent more to the point where now they're, it's more kind of evenly distributed because the, the challenge to a dark and elevation is that it is on YouTube. So you don't get to see those, those people don't get to be seen as much as the people on dynamite. So hopefully, you know, Rampage does give the opportunity to give people more TV time. Um, but it also takes, when you think about WWE and all of the days that they're on TV, Yes, it is very comparable, but it took years for WWE to get to this point. It took mm -hmm. lots of trial and error. It took it takes multiple brands too, because you're also, you know, thinking of NXT as its own brand, Raw SmackDown, where AEW is all one thing. And so I think that kind of presents challenges in and of itself of how do you present a TV product when it's all one thing instead of kind of divided up like WWE does. Um, but it's a great sign for the company that there's already this much interest in it so early and young. I just am worried that they're growing too fast, at least on this television presence. 
Um, and, and they just have to be, you know, be able to support the growth that they're having. But it does mean that hopefully talent that we see on maybe dark or elevation get more TV time or we have more storylines that are developed that are spread throughout the shows. I have high hopes for it, but I, I do have to, you know, I'm a little, little skeptical just because of I feel like a lot of growth at a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And that. It, ladies and gentlemen, we've done it. We made it to the end of this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Thank you to the trio from Trepuca, Wrestling Media, Alex, Harado, Omar. Thank you, thank you, thank you so thank much you. for no, joining you. me. Thank you for um, having us. I'd like to have our listeners and viewers know where they can find you on social media. Alex, would you like to start? That's easy. Uh, Trifulca Wrestling Media and Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, TikTok. You can find us there. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Trifulca Wrestling Media. And you have a, 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 a new channel called Trifurka Media Wrestling Media Clips. So you, it's like a, the clips of our interviews or our podcast, you know, like a short versions of it. So, you know, we have a, a variety of, you know, of platforms to you know spotify apple iHeartRadio, you name it and again check them out they have great content interviews news all of that through their social media and youtube pages uh anything else you guys like to to plug in the meantime while you're here uh if you want our merchandise uh you can go to yeah. teespring uh trifulca wrestling media there you'll find hoodies t-shirts uh they we have a lot of cool designs where our our logo and other stuff so if you want uh, any of our merchandise you can uh go to uh, again yeah. teespring yeah you go to this yeah this you go to teespring.com and in the search right three full car wrestling media or in our social networks uh go to our link tree and you will find the link for the for our merchandise And don't forget, you can visit ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot to pick up your very own Chair Shot t-shirt. And you can follow me, Miranda Morales, at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. Also, don't forget to follow Chair Shot at Chair Shot Media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Now you get information on podcast episodes, news, and articles that are released on TheChairShot.com. Thank you again so much, Alex Gerardo Omar, for joining me again. I know I've just said it, but again, it was uh, absolutely fun. Thank you for your amazing insights, letting me talk about AEW. Last time I tried to do that, Greg and I got into a huge fight, and it just was not fun. <laughs> so I'm glad to have actual good conversation about AEW tonight. And, of course, I know you're going to be talking about it on your podcast in the future, so I cannot wait to hear it. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. And don't forget to keep it soft style. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? 
Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.